Shalom to all. Today's daf is Yuma Daf Ayin Gimel. We are starting Ayin Beis Amud Beis, four lines up from the bottom at the two dots. And today's daf is sponsored by Ilu Nishmas, Mrs. Susan Jacobson, Marasara Malka Basar Aaron Aleha Shalom. Her neshama should have an aliyah. And the mission that said Beilu Nishalom Beurim Vatumim. The mission that taught that the Shmaya Begadim must be worn when consulting with the Urim Vatumim. Now we're going to learn about the Kayan Meshuach Melchama, the Kayan anointed for war. This was a special kind that was anointed for the express purpose of addressing Klai Yisrael before they went to battle. He taught them certain battlefield halachas and encouraged them to trust in Hashem. So the Gemara tells us. When Rav Dimi came from Eretz Yisrael, Amr, he said as follows, Begadim shekayin gadol m'sham shbahen, the Begadim that the kayin gadol wears, that's the Shemayin Begadim, he wears them when he does Avayda in the Beis HaMikdash, Meshuach Mecham m'sham shbahen, the Meshuach Mecham also, when he does Avayda in the Beis HaMikdash, he wears the Shemayin Begadim. Shemayin says in the Pasuk, Uvigdi HaKadashir La'aroin, and the holy Begadim that are to Aaron, Yiu Laban of Achrov, they shall be for his sons after him. What do we learn from here? Lamisha Babigdu La'achrov, to someone who comes in greatness after him, and the kayin so he's considered and therefore he also wears the Shemayin Begadim when he does Avaydin the Beis HaMikdash. Now we have a question. And some say Kedi asked it. Kedi could be the name of a person or it could mean it was just asked anonymously. And now we have a quote of Abraisa. You might think that the son of the Meshuach Mechama is going to take over his father's position after his father passes away. The same way that the son of the Kayin Gadol is going to take over his father's position. That's if he's fit for it. That's why the Pasuk says, Shivas Yamim for seven days, Yobasha Makain Tachtam Yibanov, the kind that serves in his place from his sons shall wear them. Asher Yavil Ayal Maid, the one who will enter the Ayal Maid. And what do we learn from this Pasuk? Misha Roy Lavil Ayal Maid, the one that's fitting to go into the Ayal Maid, meaning into the Kashkadashim, he's going to wear the Shemayna Begadim. Now, Vim Isa, if you're going to tell me that the Kaim Shech Machama wears the Shemayna Begadim, Mechzi Chazi, that means that he's fit to go into the Ayal Maid, into the Kashkadashim, and we know that's not true. Only the Kaim Gadol is fit to go into the Kashkadashim. So it can't be that the Kaim Shech Machama wears the Shemayna Begadim. So I'm Ravnachem Yitzhak, he answers, no, this is what we're saying. Anyone who the main reason why he's anointed is to go into the Almighty, into going to the Kash Kedashim, so then he inherits his position to his son. Yatzazek, excluding this one, the the main reason why he's anointed is to go out to war. So it's still possible that he wears the Shemayin Begadim. However, he's not going to be going into the Almighty, he's not going to be going into the Kash Kedashim. It's two different things. Meisve, we have another question of Dimi's Halacha. The Braissa tells us that the Meshach Muhammad, he doesn't serve in the Beis HaMikdash wearing the four Begadim of a Kain Hedyot or the eight Begadim of a Kain Gadol. So we see clearly that he doesn't wear the Shemayin Begadim when he does Avayin the Beis HaMikdash. So Amr Abai, Abai asks him, the Braissa itself doesn't make sense. Elozar Mashvisle, are you making him like a Zar, like a non Kain? You're telling him he's not allowed to serve in the Beis HaMikdash at all. So what is he? It doesn't seem like he's a Kain at all. Ella must be Kikain Gadol, the reason why he doesn't wear the eight Begadim like the Kain Gadol. That's Mishum Eva, because we're afraid of fear, animosity, hatred. The Kain Gadol is not going to like him, he's going to feel like he's trying to take over his position by wearing the Shemayin Begadim, and that's the only reason why he doesn't wear the Shemayin Begadim. It's just a technical issue, but not that he's not allowed to wear them. And Kakayin Hedyat, the reason why he doesn't wear the four Begadim like Kakayin Hedyat, because we only elevate him in Kedusha, and we don't bring him down in Kedusha, and he's already been elevated. He had the Shemayin Mishra put on him. He was anointed to a more elevated status. That's why he's not allowed to wear the Arba Begadim. So it's a technical issue, but it doesn't mean that halachically he's not allowed to wear them. But now we're going to ask on this. We have this following Tana who's going to tell us that there is no issue of Eva. There's no issue of the Kayin Gadol having animosity towards a different Kayin, and we're still going to see that the Kayin Meshuach Muhammad is not going to serve in the Shemayin Begadim. The Tanya, we have a Brisa, and this is a long Brisa. These are the things that are differences between the Kayin Gadol and the Kayin Hedyot. These are really the same things. Some of the Yersais take out Parhaba Kalamitzvahs because really they're the same thing. We already know if the Kayin Gadol paskins something, 
and then he acts on that. And this is something that he would be chayav karis for. He has to bring a special par, upar yom kippurim, and the par of yom kippur. Vasir sa'efa. This is the minchas chavitin, which is brought every single day by the kain gadol. Loi parayav, loi firem. He does not grow his hair out or tear his clothing when he's in mourning. He will tear them on the bottom, on the hem of his clothing. And a kind head will tear the upper part of his clothing. A kind God is not going to be his immediate relatives. And he's commanded that he has to marry a basula. And he's warned that he is not allowed to marry an almana. And when he dies, someone who accidentally killed and is hiding out in Yermiklat, he's able to go back to his original town. And he still serves as an oinin, meaning when one of his immediate relatives died and was not buried yet, he still serves in the base of Mikdash. However, he's not going to eat from that carbon or take a portion. And a kind gadol is able to take whatever portion he wants and he's allowed to be makar of any carbon he wants. And he serves in the eight begadim. And he's also potter for the iser of Thomas Mikdash Shukadashov. If he goes into base of Mikdash accidentally while he's Tameh, he's going to be potter for that. And in Ksheres El all of us of Yom are only kosher with a kind gadol. And the mission continues. All these things that we just mentioned, the differences between the Kayin Gadol and a Kayin Hedyot, they all are the same by Meru Begadim also. Now, what's Meru Begadim? We know a Kayin Gadol anointed with the Shem Mishcha, he's called the Kayin Mashuach. After the Shem Mishcha was Nignaz, about 40 years before the destruction of the first Pesach the Kayin Gadol has tamed his elevated status by Reboi Begadim, adding on the additional four Begadim unique to the Kayin Gadol, so he's called Meru Begadim. So this Meru Begadim, he has all the halachas of a Kayin Gadol, Chutzmi Parabal except for Parabal Kalamitzvah, he doesn't bring that, because says in the Pasuk Mashuach, he has to be anointed. And the Brassic continues, and this is our important line over here. The Kula all these halachas relevant to the Kayin Gadol are also relevant to a Mashuach Sha'avar. If the Kayin Gadol became Tameh, so he had to sit off to the side and a replacement Kayin Gadol was put there instead of him after the original Kayin Gadol became Tahar. So now the replacement sits off to the side and the original Kayin Gadol takes his position. So that replacement is called the Mashuach Sha'avar. He was once upon a time the Mashuach. So all the halachas are applied to him. And the other key line of this Brassic is Vakulan Ainoigas Mushach Muhammad, all these are not relevant to the Mushach Muhammad, Chutzmechamesh is Dvarm Homer Parsha, except for the five things that are mentioned in the Parsha in regards to a Kayan Gadol, Leiperev, Leifarim, he doesn't grow out his hair when he's in mourning, he doesn't tear his clothing, Vlaimatam Lukrevov, he's not Matamit to his immediate relatives when they pass away, Umatsov al Basula, he has to marry Basula, Umazar Almana, he is not allowed to marry an Almana, Umachar Saritzach, and when he passes away, a Ritzach will be able to come out of the Yarmiklat, Kadiv Rabbi Huda, that's like Rabbi Huda, Macham, Imrim, they say, Ain't a Machsir, he's not Machsir Matzach when he passes away. Now that's the end of the Brisa. So what's the question? We see from this Brisa that Eva isn't an issue because the substitute Kain Gadol, which is now retired, still wears the Shemayin Begadim. And we also see that the Kain Meshach Muhammad does not wear the Shemayin Begadim. So clearly the reason why the Kain Meshach Muhammad does not wear the Shemayin Begadim is not because of Eva, like we previously stated. So the Gemara says, no, Kilesle Eva, when is it that the Kain Gadol is not going to have Eva? But the Kava say, when it's someone on the same status as him, the substitute Kain Gadol was once upon a time a Kain Gadol. So now the acting Kain Gadol is not going to have Eva towards him. But with the Zutar Islay, he will have some sort of Eva to someone who's lower than him and a Kain Meshach Muhammad is of a lower position than him and therefore there is an issue of Eva. Now let's remember that we start out today's Gemara with Halacha from Rabdimi. He came from Eretz Yisrael and he said that the Kain Meshach Muhammad wears the Shemayin Begadim. So Yasser Rabbi Vo, Vakamr Lala Hashmaitza Mishmed Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Vo was sitting and he said over this Memra in the name of Rabbi Yechanan. Adrinu Rabbi Ami Rabasi Lapayu, Rabbi Ami Rabasi, they were there, they heard this Halacha and they turned away their faces to show him that really Rabbi Yechanan did not say this. Now Ikad Ami, some say, Rabbi Chia Bar Abba Amra, that it was Rabbi Chia 
Rabba that sat it over, and not Rabbi Vo, and Rajin Rabbi Amir Vasi Lapayu, and Rabbi Amir Vasi, they turned away their faces to show him that Rabbi Yechanan did not say it. Now, Maskla for Papa, he asked the following question. Vishlim Rabbi Vo, Mishum Yekur de Kesar. I understand that if it was Rabbi Vo that said the halacha over, and Rabbi Amir Vasi turned away their faces in order to show that Rabbi Yechanan didn't say it, that's because Yekur de Kesar, they were trying to show covet to the Caesar's house. He was very well respected in government circles, and therefore they didn't want to insult him, so all they did was turn away, but they didn't say anything verbally to him. But if it was Rabbi Abba saying it over, why did they just tell him verbally, Rabbi Yechanan did not say it? The Rabbi Yechanan didn't say it. It must be that Rabbi Abba wasn't the one that said it over, and it was really Rabbi Vo that said it over. Now we have a totally different version of what the halacha stated was. Ki Ravin, when Ravin came from Eretz Yisrael, Amar, he said, Nishal Itmar, the whole statement that the Kain Mishach Muhamma wears the same begadim that the Kain Gadol does, that was talking about Nishal. When the Kain Mishach Muhamma goes out to battle, and the king is going to ask the Urim Vitumim about what he should do, so then the Kain Mishach Muhamma wears the Shemayin Begadim, and that's halach that was stated. And Tainam Yach, we have a breath like that. Begadim Shekhan Gadol, Mishamash Bohen, Mishach Muhamma, Nishal Bohen, the Begadim that the Kain Gadol serves in the Beis Hamikdash with them, those are the Begadim that the Mishach Muhamma wears while the Urim Vitumim are being asked. And now that we mentioned the Urim Vitumim, let's talk about this for a second. The Chayshin was the breastplate the Kain Gadol wore with all the Avnei Chayshin, the 12 precious stones, one for each Shevet, the Shevet's name engraved on their stone. According to the majority of Rishayim, the Urim Vitumim was a piece of parchment with a Shem HaMafarish on it, placed behind the Chayshin. Then, when asked a question of great importance by the king, Avbezin, or someone representing the Tzibor, the Urim Vitumim would provide the answer. Now the Gemara describes the actual process. Tanarabana, we have a Braiso. Ketzat Shailin, how is it that the Urim Vitumim were asked? Hashail, Pan of Klape Nishal, the one asking the question, he's facing the Nishal, the one being asked, meaning the Kayan who's wearing the Urim Vitumim, the Hanishal, Pan of Klape Shechina, and the one being asked, he faces the Shechina, meaning he has his face down looking at the Chayshin. Hashail, the one asking the question asks, and it doesn't have to be that he asks this question, this is just a real example from David Amelch. He would ask the following, Shall I chase after this troop? And the Nishal, the one who was asked, meaning the Kayin, says, This is what Hashem says, Go up and you'll be successful. Rabbi Hudaimer, he says, He doesn't have to say, All he would say is, Go up and be successful. Continuing, The questioner does not ask in a loud voice so that everyone could hear. Shinemar says, He asks him, implying that it's a quiet conversation, so to speak. He also doesn't just think the question in his head. He has to verbalize the question. Shemarit says, "V'shalai lifnei Hashem," and he asks him in front of Hashem. So now we have to understand how is he supposed to ask the question if he's not asking in a loud voice and he's not allowed to think it. So how is he supposed to ask it? El kadesh amar chana b'tfilasa, just like chana davened her tefillah. Shemarit says in the pasuk of chana him the aliba, she was speaking to her heart, meaning she was whispering, she was talking in a very very low voice, and that's how the urim v'tum are supposed to be asked. We continue. Einshalin shnei devarim ke'echad. Two questions are not allowed to be asked simultaneously. First, the question is asked and then answered, and then the second question is asked and answered. Vim shal, and if two questions are asked at the same time, ein machzirin el echad, only one of them is going to be answered, and vein machzirin le el rishain, only the first question asked is going to be answered. Shnemar says in the pasuk that David Amelch asked the Urim Vitumim, Hayas giruni bale ki'ila biyadai, will the leaders of ki'ila hand me over into his hand, meaning into Shaul's hand, and hayyered Shaul, will Shaul come down? Vayem Rashem, and Hashem said, meaning the Urim Vitumim responded, Yered, Shaul Amelch will come down. So we see that only one question is going to be answered. And not both. As the Gemara of Amrit in Machzirin El Rishon, you said that only the first question is going to be answered, and here we see that the second question was answered. The second question was, Will Shaul come down? And the second question was answered as, Yes, Shaul will come down. So the Gemara answers, You're right. David Shaul, I'm Gimelon based on the top, Shalai Kaseder. David asked out of order. He should have first asked, Is Shaul going to come down? And only then he should have asked, Are the leaders of Ki'ilo going to hand me over? So therefore, Vichzir like Kaseder, the Urim Vitumim answered what his first question should have been, is, Yes, Shaul Amelch will come down. And the Kim and Shaul, Shalai Kaseder, once David Amelch realized, that he asked out of 
of order. Chazer Rishal Kaseder. That's why he went and asked in order. Shenemert says in the pasuk, "Hayazgiru bala keila oisiv as anashe biad shol." Will the leaders of keila hand me and my men over to shol? Vayomar Hashem yazgiru, and then Hashem answered the second question. Yes, he will hand you over. We continue talking about how to ask the urim v'tumim. Vim chutzar chadavr l'shnayim. However, if it's very urgent matter and therefore both questions have to be answered at the same time, machzir l'shnayim, then the urim v'tumim will respond with the answer to both questions at the same time. Shenemert says in the pasuk, "Veishol david b'Hashem leimar." David Melch asked Hashem, saying, "Ha'erdef acharei hagdud hazeh ha'asiganu." Shall I pursue them and will I overtake them? So this is two questions in one. Vayemer and he said, "Redaif kihasik tasik v'hatzel tatzel." You shall chase after them because you're going to overtake them and you will save. And another thing about the Urim v'tumim, v'afal pishikzeres navi chazeres. Even though something said by navi will perhaps be taken back. Yehina hanavi, for example, he said that the entire city of Nineveh is going to be destroyed and wasn't destroyed. Gzeres Urim v'tumim ain't chazeres. Something that the Urim v'tumim says is going to happen that is never taken back and it will happen. Shemar says in the pasuk, "B'mishpat ha'urim," the judgment of the Urim, and just like a judgment passed down for Bezdin, it's not allowed to be repealed, it cannot be taken back, so too, something coming from the Urvatumim is not going to be taken back. The Gemara asks, Lama Nikashman Urvatumim, why are they called Urvatumim? Urim Shemirmes Devrehem, because they enlighten their words. Urim is Milashan Ar, a Lashan of light. And Tumim Shemashlimim Es Devrehem, they complete or fulfill their words. Tumim is Milashan Tam, complete or to fulfill. But now it's the Gemara, Ve'im Timer, if you're going to say, Be give us Binyamne, Mahalay Shlimu, why is in the case of give us Binyamin, it did not complete its words and it didn't follow through with what it said. Now, this is referring to the story known as Pelegesh Begiva. A man's Pelegesh was attacked and killed by a band of wayward ones in Giva, a town located in Binyamin. The other Shvatim demanded that the leaders of Binyamin hand over the guilty ones, but they refused. So the Shvatim banded together to wage war against Binyamin. Two days in a row, they asked the Urvatum they should do battle. The answer was affirmative, but on both days, they suffered heavy losses. Only on the third day, they were victorious. So it seems to be that the words of the Urvatumim are not always fulfilled. And so the Gemara answers, They didn't ask the first two times if they're going to win or if they will be won over. That's Linnatzeach, to win, or Lehinnatzeach, someone will win over them. However, the last time, Shebichanu, they asked if they're going to win, Hiskimu, so then the Urvatum said they will win. Shanemart says in the Pasuk regarding the third time that they asked, Upinchas ben Elazar ben Aaron, Amilafanov, he was standing there by Yom Mahim in those days, Lamar saying, Ha'isif Aid Lotzis Lamachama, shall we continue to go out to war in Bnei Binyamin Achi with the sons of Binyamin, my brother, Im Echtal, or shall I desist? So here the question was, will we be successful, meaning should we go out to war, or will we be unsuccessful, meaning should we desist and not go out? And then Hashem said, Alu go up, tomorrow I'm going to give them in your hands. So you have to ask a pointed question, shall I go and will I be successful? So the Urvatumim always does speak the truth. The first two times they asked, should we go? And the Urvatumim said yes, and didn't say whether or not they're going to be successful. The third time they asked, are we going to be successful? And the Urvatumim said yes, and they were successful. And we continue talking about the Urvatumim. Ketzan Nasis, how is it that the answer was displayed? Rabbi Echonomar, he says, Baltois, the letters would stick out. Rishlakishamar, he says, Mitzarfois, they would actually form into a word. Meaning, according to Rabbi Echonomar, the letters would protrude. For example, if the answer was Alei, go up, then the Ayin of Shimon, Lamed of Levi, and Hay of Yehuda would protrude. But the Kain would still need to formulate the letters into a word on his own. According to Shlakesh, they would actually come together to form the word of Alei. But now it's the Gemara of Alexibu Tzadi. The letter Tzadi is not in any of the names of the Shvatim that are written on the Chayshin. So how is it that the Urvatum could answer a question with the word Hatzel Tatzel? There's no Tzadi there. So Amr Shmuel Yitzchak, Avram Yitzchak Yaakov Ksiv Sham, the words Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, they were also written there. As the Gemara of Alexib Tess, there's no letter test there. So Amr Vachar Yaakov, Shifti Yishun Ksiv Sham, it says Shifti Yishun, so we also have.
have a test. Meisvei now the Gemara on Shitas Rabbi Yechon Emer Shlakish. Kol kain sheinu medar Baruch Hakadosh. Any kain that doesn't speak with Baruch Hakadosh, Ushchinu Shayar Olaf, and have the Shchin rest on him. Ain't Shaylim Boy. He's not able to ask the Rambam Tumim. Shari Shalt Tzadik Vasaloi. Tzadik Hakain. He asked the Rambam Tumim, and he was answered. Ev Yasser, who was a kain, he asked the Rambam Tumim. Vlei Asaloi, and it didn't work for him. Shneimer says in the pasuk, Vayal Ev Yasser Atayim Kalaham, and Ev Yasser went up until all the nation finished. And we learn from here that Ev Yasser was demoted. He wasn't the kain Gadol anymore. He wasn't able to ask the Rambam Tumim. So if Rabbi Yechon Rishlakish are actually correct that all you have to do is read the letters that are popping out or actually read the word that is formed, why is it the Kayin has to have Ruch HaKadosh? There's no need for Ruch HaKadosh. All he has to do is look at the letters. So the Gemara answers, The fact that it's Ruch HaKadosh, that's what helps the letters light up. But if he didn't have Ruch HaKadosh, so then the letters wouldn't even light up at all or form into a word. And the Meshnat said, The only one that's allowed to ask the Urim Vatum a question is a king, the Avbezdin, or someone representing Klal Yisrael. Menon Emili, how do we know this? Amravo, he says, the Amrkar, the Pasuk tells us, and in front of Elazar Kain he should stand. The pasuk continues Hashem, and he should ask him the mishpat of the urim in front of Hashem. And we really have to continue reading the pasuk to understand the drasha. Al piv yetsu val piv yavayu who him v'chol bnei Yisrael itay and all bnei Yisrael with him v'chol ha'eda and all the assembly. So here's the drasha. Who zemelech? Who was referring to the king? Over here the pasuk is actually talking about Yeshua. However, Yeshua is considered the king because he was the leader of Klal Yisrael. V'chol bnei Yisrael itay. When the pasuk says that zemeshuach mechama, that's talking about the kind of mishmach mechama because he leads all of Klal Yisrael into battle and v'chol ha'eda all the entire assembly, Zeus Sanhedrin, this is talking about the Sanhedrin, who are considered like the entire Ada. Hajin Allah Baloy the Kain Gadol, Mazda for finishing the seventh parak of Masechah Zuma, just like we finished the seventh parak together, we should be Zechah to finish all of Masechah Zuma together, and of course, all of Shas together. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with a fresh parak. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.